0: To brothers and sisters in Christ, two angels came to young women. One was evil, the other good. Both made promises of greatness. One promised a life of freedom. It promised hidden knowledge and independence. The other angel promised suffering. One pointed toward something that would be easy to take. And the other spoke of something all but impossible, One offered opportunity, control, and the other never gave the young woman a choice at all. So if you were to ask, in the face of a pandemic, which one was good and which one was evil, I got a feeling it'd be awful near unanimous. But it was the evil angel Satan who spoke lies to Eve, promising independence from God, knowledge of good and evil at the bite of a piece of fruit He whispered of something right within her grasp, easy to take, and he talked about options, free will, control. The good angel Gabriel, he spoke to Mary, a blessed truth. You shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. And as crazy as it all sounds, nothing will be impossible with God there's no choice here there is no free will this is mary's blessing the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be called holy the son of God it's just something to think about because I know even though there's a lot on everybody's minds, it's technically only nine more shopping months until Christmas this is the Feast of the Annunciation of our Lord, March 25th. If you're going to count forward nine months, you'll hit December. You'll find the manger and the birth of our Lord. This is where the angel visits Mary, and the whole ball gets rolling. And it seems out of place every year, because Christmas stuff in October is too early. Christmas stuff in March, very much so. In the middle of Lent, let alone the current crisis on our minds, it just doesn't fit. And all the panic and all the anxiety, that's what we see because it's contagious. Sin begets more sin. You bought all the toilet paper that you could because you were afraid you wouldn't be able to find any because everybody else was buying all the toilet paper that they could. This is the fall. This is original sin. The panic, the anxiety, the fear. They shrink everything down into the current problem. Everything down into this moment. And it's all enough to make the promise of the serpent of the garden seem all the more appealing. Knowledge. Independence. Lack of suffering. Lack of want. Control. We gotta ask. If we had all this stuff, could we fix this thing? Could we at least endure this thing? In the middle of what has taken over the attention of all the world in the coronavirus, all of us covet the very same things that brought about the fall of humanity and even the virus itself. So hear God preach through an angel to Mary and hear that there is a bigger plan. You shall call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. He will even save us from each other's, from negligence and hoarding, from fear and panic, from the very sin of Adam and Eve that ground death into the dust of the earth and turn this place into a world that looks like this full of sickness and death, our Lord has promised a Redeemer. He has promised Jesus, who will save us from sin and all of its misery and all of its suffering and even all of its death. The promise of the evil angel in the garden is met with the promise of the good angel in Nazareth. There will be a child born of a virgin who will save us poor sinners, who will grant us life and life everlasting, who will deal with us in mercy, and in kindness, not according to what we deserve by works of the law, but according to the great love which he has for us, according to the plan that was set in place even before the serpent entered the garden in the first place. Even as Adam and Eve fell into sin, God promised them this child, born of a woman, who would crush the head of the serpent forever. But in all of it, the cross of Christ was never a plan B, This was God's plan all along. Before he ever spoke the word light, this was his plan. The lamb was slain before the very foundation of the world, so says the word of God. And he was slain for this, for now, here for you he was slain for every last thing that has gone wrong that would shrink our vision into this precise pain and this precise moment he was slain on that cross for you so that there would be more to history than this one moment where everything has gone wrong realize how much bigger history is than the one month that you practiced social distancing kind of Realize there is more to history than the fear and the anxiety and the panic that would make all of time and history circle around this current crisis. Realize that it was the same in the garden, too. There was nothing outside of Eve's unknown, Eve's lack of control, Eve's dependence. God's plan is bigger, and even more, He tells you what it is. God's promise is that time and history don't circle whatever you're afraid of today be it the coronavirus or anything else, all of time, all of history, they circle the cross, This moment where God would bow his head and give up his spirit is connected to every other moment. It spirals out from there on that cross and it affects every last thing, undoing the wages of sin, undoing the ripples of death, undoing the pains and the misery and the sufferings that have come into this world through sin and begat more upon the same. Jesus died upon that cross and with three words undid all of it. It is finished. Here is where all of time is centered. God's promise is this. This life is one for you in that death. And these connections, they're not just fun to think about if you're nerdy about theology. Hi. They show the scope of God's plan for you. They show the finality of God's plan for you. It is finished. You have the victory. And this plan was bigger than all the things in this world that you can't control. This plan was bigger than light and darkness itself. This plan is bigger than all of creation, for it was set in place before God ever spoke the creation into being. And so here in the midst of it, in the darkest of days, there is hope. There is hope, because even now and even here, when it is scary as it is, God has already answered us. He has already conquered this, and he has granted us hope to dwell within it and sing hymns of praise, for nothing will be impossible with God, not for you to do, but for him to do for you. He will descend from heaven. He will become a fetus to be born of a virgin, and he will plod along every brutal step to the cross to undo the power of sickness and death and rise again free from all of it on Easter. So in the midst of all of the things that would give us tunnel vision, hear the word of the Lord that you would see the truth the fullness of God's vision for you. He insists on nothing more and nothing less than life. In the name of Jesus, amen. We rise and join together.